Welcome to Beyond Grit, the podcast that seeks to create and foster a community of people who want to learn, develop, and employ the 10 powerful practices to gain a high-performance edge. Whether you're an athlete, a parent, a coach, or just someone looking to improve yourself, the Beyond Grit podcast shows you step-by-step how to reach your peak potential. The Beyond Grit podcast is based on the book Beyond Grit, written by Sandra Kampoff, PhD, founder, and CEO of Mentally Strong Consulting, and a professor at Minnesota State University, Mankato. Sindra, a keynote speaker and entrepreneur, is also a certified mental performance coach for professional athletes, executives, and championship teams from around the nation, including the NFL's Minnesota Vikings. Sindra's co-host is Tim McNiff, Emmy Award-winning news and sports journalist, strategic communications consultant, and storyteller for the National Sports Center. This is the Beyond Grit Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Beyond Grit Podcast, episode 18. Tim McNiff alongside PhD Cinder Kampoff, high-performance coach, founder, and director at the Center for Sport and Performance Psychology, and, of course, esteemed professor at Minnesota State University, Mankato. And that is where we are joined by Dr. Kampoff, who's not in the friendly confines of her home this afternoon. You are burning the proverbial midnight oil. I am. I'm here still as a faculty member, dedicated faculty member. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? I'm doing awesome. How are you doing? I I am good. How was your week? It was fantastic. It was fun to watch the Super Bowl. Um, I had some really fun speaking engagements last week. I had a busy week, but uh, at the end of my day, I was like, whoo, that was awesome. So uh, should I give you a little snapshot of my week? Yes. I, um, let's see here. I was speaking in Stillwater to administrators on Tuesday, like school administrators. And then Wednesday, I flew to Buffalo and I had an opportunity to speak to Buffalo Bills football coaches. That was pretty cool. And then I was- We're talking Buffalo, New York, not Buffalo, Minnesota. Yeah, Buffalo, New York. And then uh, Thursday, I was in Brainerd uh, with their coaches and athletes, and and Friday I was down in Lake Crystal. Whoa, that sounds really busy as I talk about it. Um, doing some some leadership training there at uh, Crystal Valley. So, good week. How about you? What are you been up to? Well, and if people do want to find you uh, for those for those sorts of opportunities, how do they find you? Uh, you can go to Dr. Sindra D R C I N D R A, and um, been doing a lot of the keynoting training. It's fun. I just do the same thing. I stand outside the green line panhandling. That's pretty much how I spend most of my time. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was an interesting week. Um, you know, a lot going on with, uh, with some clients that I have, and it's been interesting watching them uh, sort of break ground. And, yeah. and uh, one is really a startup in, in, in a sense, and another one has just acquired a company to tr- try to sort of make their, their offerings more complete. And they're being gritty right now because this is a real risk that they have taken. And um, they've got to strike while the iron is hot. They know more money is going to be coming into the, uh, into the, the field, into the market. So uh, they've got to move. And so I'm trying to help them move and be as effective as they can be with their messaging and to try to take advantage of the chances that they have. That's awesome. It's good that you get to help help them be grittier. <laughs> well, it's 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 in a great field too because this is something that uh, that um, it's it's an area that a lot of the people that are benefiting are universities 
uh, any business that really is feeling that their information is has the potential to be compromised, aka to hackers, all of us can be government entities, but primarily the ones we've been striking with are, are really with universities and with the government. And when you see the numbers of how much information is stolen from our government by foreign entities every year, you just know. And it's just because people just are ignorant or lazy that they, these are contractors that aren't doing their job. And the government used to let them kind of like slide by. Oh, wow. no, no longer. The government's like, no, we have to crack down. And they are, which is a good thing. But now these people are like, oh, my God, we have to be compliant. Well, yes, you do. And yeah. so this, this company that I work with has a system to help them do that. And so it's good to know that we're kind of shutting off that pipeline, that brain drain, and, and uh, hopefully protect these things because we're in sort of an undeclared war, we, whether we like it or not. And, and, you know, it's like, it's like you look at all you created for, for yourself with uh, Beyond Grit. It would be like if you had created all this stuff, but it was privy, unless someone was actually going to pay for it, but yet somebody was coming in and stealing all of your stuff. And you yeah. were watching it everywhere else and going, wait a minute, that was mine. And you didn't right. get compensated for that. So right. it's, it's nice to be able to kind of hopefully slow the, the, the flow of that. Well, sounds good. Well, I'm excited, Tim, today to talk about uh, Chapter 18 today. Well, I am too, because you know what? We normally record this um, uh, two days earlier than we, we did. And I needed to record this before last night because I needed to be self-aware before last night. So we'll get into that. But before okay. we do, the podcast process that we go through goes through the 10 practices and 52 chapters that are outlined in the book Beyond Grit. Um, we are in practice number four, which is know yourself and master yourself, something I clearly did not do last night. And uh, chapter 17 review is about the ABCs of self-awareness. And the homework that you assigned us was to be on a journey of self-awareness, noticing our thoughts, actions, and emotions. And you mm -hmm. told us to do that because? Uh, because that's actually the first step in being a high performer is that we have to be aware of ourselves and uh, for us to be consistently at our best, we have to pay attention to what we're thinking and how we're feeling and how that impacts our actions. So it's the first step in everything because you can't take a day off of training your mind, Tim. Uh, no, you can't. I can't wait to hear what happened last night. Oh my gosh, I don't want to talk about it. But I have to talk about it because I'm reading this and I'm just going, I needed this earlier. I should have retained it from earlier and I clearly did not. So chapter 18 is respond, not react, which is exactly what I did not do. And I will get to that. But you start out with a story of an amazing, amazing man. And he yes. wrote a book called Man's Search for Meaning, which is in the Library of Congress as one of the essential books that you know you were supposed to read once in your life and i actually asked one of my daughters would you get me that for christmas and she did wow. i have not started to read it yet awesome. but it's there sitting on my nightstand uh, but his name is victor frankel uh he was a uh, a jew in germany uh during world war ii and uh lost the rest of his family to the holocaust and he came out of that experience with an amazing sense of self-awareness and an amazing desire to understand why we do what we do mm -hmm. and we're, we're all better off for Frankel's words. So you yeah, start your we? chapter with them. I'll let you take mm -hmm. it from there. So it is on one of the, you know, the top 10 lists of what to read in terms of self-development is this book, Man's Search for Meaning. And Victor Frankel 
who is a psychiatrist and neurologist, kind of described what happened uh, while he was experiencing this concentration camp. And he talked about how you can find meaning in every situation, even in suffering, which is kind of something I can't even quite understand is, is mm-hmm. you know, what he was going through. And one of the, um, I think the most powerful things for me in this, uh, in this book is his quote. And he says this, he says, between stimulus and response, there is space. And in that space is our freedom and power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and freedom. And he's basically talking about there, Tim, about how like we can choose to respond, not react, right? Like even in these brutal, you know, conditions that he could respond, not react. And if he would have reacted with like, let's say heightened anxiety or fear or doubt, um, he wouldn't have survived. So I think it's just powerful to believe that you can create this space and this space is like, you know, when something happens that really frustrates us, we can decide, are we going to respond right away, right? And I think just knowing that, like, um, for me, how this happens, Tim, is I have, you know, two boys, Carter and Blake, love them. <laughs> but, um, you know, sometimes they might say or do things that, you know, are like, what? No, you, we have to be on time to go to school. You don't need to lay in your bed anymore, right? I can get, I can get frustrated really quickly. But, okay, i got to take a step back. How do I want to respond here? What are my values? What do I want to do as a mom? How do I want to be? And so I think it's empowering that he, he could create this space in a really difficult uh, situation. Well, I'm going to have to ask you for what you say to yourself or how you um, open the release valve or whatever it is because I have two girls. Yeah, and, and one of them uh, currently resides in Manhattan. She lived with me for a year and okay. pr- pretty much incident free. Uh, the other one graduated it's- from uh, Madison this uh, this this spring and has been living with us uh, ever since. And we had a real uh, interesting bad uh, meltdown in the fall. And and um, so I've tried to watch myself since, and because right. um, I'm one of those people that i i don't say i'm hair trigger i mean i i can be if you know i used to be and i think i've gotten real a lot better about that but when i go past that point i go past that point in a big way sure. yeah and so last night you know we were sitting around and okay. got this discussion got to be politics my wife my myself and this my daughter and she started in on something and we were trying to say, you know, both of us, look, you're, you're entitled to your opinion. We want to hear your opinion, but you don't really seem like you really respect or want to hear ours. And so why is this? So she it went on a long diatribe where I kept getting more angry and more angry and more angry. And then I just tipped over and I just let it all blow out. And then I read this chapter and I'm reading Viktor Frankl's words, and I'm thinking about him and what he went through and how he's writing this. And I'm just shrinking every time I read this, even a word that he wrote and thinking about this and how poorly I, I, I didn't do anything that he said to do in this chapter. I mean, I just let it build up and I let it build up. And I thought I had all the time in the world to consider, as he asked to, to think about the space, as he refers to it, the space between stimulus and response. And I could have chosen to find my inner happiness. I could have chosen to leave the room. I could have been in control of my response. I did none of it. I yeah. failed miserably. 
Well, first of all, I appreciate you sharing that with us, Tim. I think just by sharing that, hey, you're, you, everyone is feeling for you, and they say, I've been there, done that, <laughs> you know? So your vulnerability just helps other people understand how to um, use this. And um, I have this necklace on right now, Tim. This is my word for the year. It's grace, and I got a little circle that says grace. Can you see it? I can. You need to have grace with yourself because I think sometimes we beat ourselves up for things that have happened in the past. And guess what? That happened last night. You can't change it. All you can do, something we'll talk about later is like learn and burn. <laughs> what I mean is like learn from it and then let it go. Get rid of it. Yeah, because if you keep on holding on to it, it just it negatively impacts the relationship. And, you know, I'd say hey, just apologize to your daughter. Know that, you know, tell her that it's not how you, you know, you, you see yourself as a dad. I think that's the first step to uh, maintain that relationship. But, you know, how do you actually do that? I think the cool thing about this podcast and the cool thing about the book is like you've got lots of tools in your toolkit, right? Like this is a book really that's like a toolkit. Um, I find the, what helps me the most is the breath. Because I always have the breath with me, you know, so I don't need anything besides me and I can just take a breath. Sometimes I have to count to five and then I think to myself from a place of the values that I want to respond from, like, who do I want to be as a mom? I've done that. I've done that reflecting beforehand and I want to be, you know, a loving, caring mom and man, I love my sons. You know? mm. So, so even just in my mind, like, uh, we'll talk about the power pose at some point, and it just means like pairing the breath with like or power pause. I called it a power pose. Power pause, taking the breath along with a statement can help you just refocus. And so for me, it's you know um, taking a breath and just like I love you, and you know saying that in my head. I, sometimes I say it out loud, but hey, I love you, and just by reminding myself, man, I love those kids even though sometimes they're not perfect, just like I'm not perfect. Yeah. And, and I think I also have to acknowledge that, you know, this isn't the same kid that, you know, I grew up with and, and all the time right. they, they, they change and they have opinions and, and yeah. um, I have to acknowledge the fact that she has uh, now twice, you know, I've had interactions with her where I have completely lost her. And, and not a lot of people get me to that point or the people that I realize like can, I can avoid them or not have them in my life. This is not a person right. I want to avoid and I right. want to have her in my life. So yeah, I have to acknowledge the fact that there's something in the way we're dealing with this that I have to take responsibility for because I can't, you know, I can try to make her aware of it and hope that she does something about her side of it, but I can't control right. her side. You can't I can control her. Control mine. Yeah, you can't control her. And I think what's also important is like this idea of, you know, how can I take 100% responsibility for my life? And just this belief that I create everything in it and I'm not perfect. I mean, I'm certainly not perfect, Tim. <laughs> I'm not perfect. Um, uh, you know, but it's like, okay, can I now starting tomorrow take more responsibility for that? And what, you know, what do I want to do next time? So, and I say that word next time, because it's really important that that's, that's what we're thinking. You know, take the lesson. That's what I mean by next time. You can't do anything about what happened last night, but what can you do to grow as a father? Um, and uh, this is just happening for you to help you learn more about how you want to parent. 
and have how to have really difficult conversations. Yeah, and you and you can't. I can't have this happen to me somewhere else. You know, this could have a lot more dire consequences. You know, you look at people in in automobiles and they they get in a situation with somebody else and you never know what that other person has in the car. You never know what, where where they are mentally, you know, so it's, it's going to be a dangerous world out there and you can't, you can't just go blowing up all the time. So I have definitely, you know, we, when Cinder and I do this, I take the chapter and I, I go through the chapter and I put down a bunch of her talking points and I've kind of mowed through a lot of them just in talking about this, but I go down to notice the outcome of your reactions. Well, I definitely have noticed the outcome of my reaction and I don't like it and I don't want to be that person. So I need to, and the next thing says, um, think about a reaction you would like to change in yourself. Think about a few moments where you lost control of your emotions. I only had to go back less than 24 hours. <laughs> I didn't have to go back very far in my, my repertoire to find that one. Yeah. And, and you see increasing the space would have helped me a lot. So I just mm. really need to be mindful about all of this stuff we go through. But, it, but this chapter mm. especially is, is mm. very timely for me in the sense that, dang it, I should have had this, uh, or been hanging on to it a little bit earlier than I did. I think the power of just this idea of responding, not reacting is that, Let's say somebody cuts you off in traffic. Let's say somebody um, at work, you're sitting around the board, the boardroom, in the boardroom around the table. Somebody says something that you disagree with. Um, let's say in sports, you are coaching um, or you're an athlete and you get upset. You know, you don't like the, what the ref has said or the official. You don't need to react. You are in control of how you respond. And I think that's the power is like, how can I take control? How can I be in control? And just realizing that it is a choice, first of all, and it's about you know where your focus is, what are you paying attention to, and can you use these mental skills? I love the power pause, right? Take a deep breath, maybe count with it, and tell yourself something. Tell yourself something about you know how you want to respond or who you are or how you want to be in this moment to help you really respond. And what respond means to him is that. You're acting with purpose and intention. You're not just letting your buttons get pressed. You're acting the way from your values and from who you want to be, how you want to show up. And that's where I think as we get talking more about practice number five, you're less impacted by things that you can't control. Because hmm. you only can control yourself, your attitude, your attention, your actions, your passion, your purpose, and your effort and your emotions and your energy, right? That's what yeah. you control. And there's so many things in life that we can't control. Um, and by being more attached to what you can control, that way you can't, I think this allows us to respond with, um, with purpose and intention, just sort of reacting with heightened anxiety or frustration. Um, and isn't it interesting how um, we sometimes, um, you know, the people that we love the most. <laughs> we don't show love all the time, right? And guess what? My dad and I differ on politics, Tim, and he tries over Christmas to talk to me about politics, and I change the subject. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, this isn't going to get us anywhere, so I don't need to talk about that. <laughs> no, no. I love what Frankel says, too, just about before you, you know, turn the page to the, um, you know, the end of it, uh, we can grow change and be in control when we increase and make use of the space. 
we can find inner happiness and be in control of our response. He's, he's giving you the opportunity to take a, a, a bad situation and actually giving you the ticket to changing your emotion, you know, by just saying, okay, I'm, I'm going to take control of this space and I'm going to find my happiness. And so I'm not going to let this thing beat me. And I think you, you get back to intention, I guess, there and how important intention really is and, and mindfulness just to, because obviously if somebody cuts you off or somebody does something you think is wrong, right away, your emotions start telling you, I'm going right. to be upset. And it's, right. it's hard to get a handle on that. And that's, I guess, yeah. where this whole thing of taking that yeah. power pause. There is a little bit of research to suggest that first five seconds might be difficult. Like, you know, that's, that's, a, that's just our innate uh, response. The five-second reaction when someone cuts you off in traffic, right? But, Tim, that's five, six, seven, eight seconds. It's very slim. And just remember that you can change how you respond. And sometimes we let, like, one bad thing impact our whole day. Someone cuts us off in traffic, and then it's like, oh, man, today's going to be a terrible day. Well, it's just one moment in time, you know, moving on and letting it be and choosing how you're going to shape your, your rest of your day is like, that's responding, not reacting. And, and I thought my real moment I was going to tell you about was the progress that I had made in another sense where I actually did have someone do the old thing at the, the stoplight where they slowed down for a yellow light and you're behind yes. them. You're like, go, go. Oh, darn it. So you slow down to stop and the light turns red and then they decide they're going to take the turn and go anyway. So they yeah. run the red and you're still sitting there. And I'm like, oh, we both could have made that light. Now I'm unhappy about that. And now I'm sorry, I'm trying to defuse my feelings about that. I, take the <laughs> left, I, I, I drive a mile. I get there where I have to take another left turn at a lighted intersection. As I'm coming up to the intersection, what of course happens? The light turns from red to green and I just get to roll through. And I thought, okay, if I had made that last light, all I would have done was have driven to this light, I would have sat there and waited for the light to turn. I didn't lose any time at all. So right. it happened for me, not to me. Exactly, exactly. So that was my minor win. I like it. Sometimes we get bent out of shape of <laughs> so many <laughs> things, don't we? So I think what you know this chapter is really about is like, can you be uh, really a master of yourself? You're a master of your emotions, um, and that comes with, you know, I kind of think about it as like my focus determines my feelings. My attention determines my feelings. What am I paying attention to determines how I feel. So am I going to pay attention to this red light and how I'm upset about it? Or am I going to pay attention to the great things that I have and all the opportunities that I have for the day? And if you're just one minute late to somewhere, it's okay. Have grace with yourself. And it goes back to that. I was going to say, it goes back to your concept of, of grace too. Like, was there anything graceful about what I did last night? There was nothing graceful about it. Just nothing. So nothing I'm dragging since. Huh, I'll be better next time. You know, just got to learn from it and be better next time. So the last thought you have in the chapter mm -hmm. um, is responding, however, is thoughtful and guided by logic. It is active and intentional. And then you put in large print. When you respond, you stay gritty, in control, and focused on a higher performer. When you respond, you think like the world's best. Choose to respond today. I choose to respond. Those are the words that I'm going to try to hold on to when something bad happens. I'm going to try to say, nope, I choose to respond. That's awesome. That will be, that'll be my, my de-escalator. 
And you could just take a breath and then that could be the phrase you say, that self-talk phrase, that power phrase. Right. Like, I choose to respond. That's really empowering. This way. Mm-hmm. Our homework for this week. Your homework for this week is to practice this idea of responding, not reacting. So I'm just going to encourage you to practice it. Keep it in mind. If something gets frustrating for you or uh, you, you know, react with heightened anxiety or frustration, do the power pause where you take a breath and then, you know, say an I am phrase or a power phrase to help you get back to acting um, and responding the way that you want instead of just reacting. I've got it. Okay. okay. We are going to practice responding, not reacting, using the power pause and a phrase to rephrase this. Choose to respond. Okay. I'm writing it all down. So hopefully I'll put it into practice. Uh, your high performance power phrase, you want to share that with us? I choose to respond with purpose and intention. I put space between the stimulus and response to stay calm, collected, and in control. I respond, not react. That would be a good one for me to to, uh, put somewhere where I can see that. I think these power phrases are helpful, like on a sticky note, um, put it on your mirror or in your car, on your planner. This could be a, a great focus for the week. Uh, gritty person of the week. Okay, I got two. Okay. So two things that really inspired me and showed grit, right? Like, okay, grit means knowing exactly what you want and sticking with it. So after the Super Bowl um, on Sunday, which I had uh, a fun time watching, I saw a couple of tweets. One was from Patrick Mahomes, February 6. 2013. He said, I bet it feels amazing to be the quarterback who says, I'm going to Disney World after mm. Super Bowl. It's like in 2013, he said his intention on, you know, to the world, hey, uh, I'm going to go to Disney World. Demi Lovato, um, on, uh, in 2010, did this mm. thing. One day, I'm going to sing the national anthem at the Super Bowl. One day. Ten years later, she sings the national anthem at the Super Bowl. So I think what's cool is these are just great examples of if you want something, go get it, right? Set your intention. It's going to take a lot of grit. It's going to take a lot of work. It's going to take a lot of dedication. It's going to take a lot of things that you're going to say no to so you can say yes to what you really want. But I think these are great examples of of two people who are world-class at what they do um, and uh, they shined pretty bright on Sunday night. Both of them. Yes, and, and Mahomes not so much until the very end, but yeah. he did it when it counted, and he's got to say, I'm going to Disney World. And he got to, and he was Super Bowl MVP, even with two interceptions. Yes. So I was uh, trying to decide between two, but since you did two, Let's I, go I'll do it. two also because one of mine is actually an update. I talked about the, uh, the Southern Minnesota police officer who was uh, shot in the head, Eric Matson, And he's been in North Memorial's uh, uh, intensive care unit. And according to his uh, Caring Bridge uh, website page, he has uh, been discharged from the ICU and has like gone to another uh, acute care, uh, a long-term care uh, facility. And apparently was aware of his uh, transfer 
and um, this is the next step. I don't know what the new normal is going to be. I don't know what the long-term prognosis is, but Officer Madsen is still with us. He's uh, you know, married wow. father of, of a couple of kids, and um, they're guarding this very closely. I can only hope that he has some sort of a similar outcome to the, the poor little boy who was thrown off the third floor at Mall of America. We all thought that he would never make it. He is somewhere uh, you know, recovering in his journey to recovery as well. So wishing the best for uh, Officer Matson uh, as well. And obviously, what a gritty guy and what a lot of prayer uh, that got him to this point. Uh, the other person is... Nick Sealer, who was until uh, yesterday a defenseman for your Minnesota Wild, though you never would have known it because he was never in the lineup uh, this year. Uh, they, they, Wild brought in a, a young player from um, the UMD Bulldogs, Carson Soucy, nice player. And they added a couple guys who I all think are all versions of the same player, and Nick couldn't get any ice time. And finally, they, they, the Wild put him uh, on waivers for the condition of getting his unconditional release. And he was signed the same day by our divisional rival, the Chicago Blackhawks. Ooh. And I, since my days going back to the Minnesota North Stars, I have never liked the Chicago Blackhawks. I've loathed the Chicago Blackhawks. It's gotten a little less nowadays because it's not as quite as uh, intense, the rivalry, as it used to be. But... Um, Nick Sealer was a guy who every time he was in a wild uniform was the embodiment of gritty played above his size, played of his weight, moved people from in front of the net was the first guy to step up for another um, teammate on an all too passive team. He was the only guy who had sand in his pants on that whole roster and they choose to let him go. Uh, to me, it's no, surprised that two years ago when they first signed him and put him in the lineup that they made their run to the playoffs. But it's apparently surprised everyone else in that organization because now our grittiest player is now a member of the Chicago Blackhawks. All I'm saying is we will see. Ah, we'll see. We'll see. Nice. Nice. Excellent. Thank you, Tim. So I'm going to put a picture of Nick Sealer on my grit board. Um, and hopefully one from his wild days and not from his Blackhawk days, but I don't know. I'm a little bit bitter about this right now. Oh man. Uncontrollable. <laughs> it takes a lot to get me to go against the local teams, but I just, I just feel like this is a colossal mistake for this franchise. And, and I'm mean, colossal. I don't know. He was never going to be your first or second line defenseman, but he's one of those guys that you always knew when he's on the ice and, when he was suited up for that team, he, they gave him a jump, a spark. How can that not be recognized? I just don't get it. Yeah. Mm. We'll All see. right. That, the that's enough for the my wild rest. who do the uh, draft and who uh, do player selection. You think they're listening? Well, I just think that, um, I think the biggest thing is their coach. I mean, he said the next two weeks are going to be critical. Um, uh, they've got a new general manager who's been very quiet. I can't believe this coach is going to survive this. I can't believe this team isn't headed for some sort of a makeover. Um, so um, he had to have signed off on that deal too. But I just, you know, I just all too often I feel like Minnesota teams aren't gritty enough. And when we get a player who shows grit, I'm like, that's my guy. Yeah. And I really liked him. I really thought that he was the embodiment of grit. He's very much a team guy, and so it just bothers me when I see a player like that go. I feel like we've got four or five guys who are all the same type of player. You could trade one of them, I think, and never even know it. But apparently I don't see him every day. I'm not in the room. I don't know what they know. So, 
there you go. There you go. There you go. So on that awkward note of my personal rant and rave, should we wrap <laughs> on this thing? I just keep on thinking, oh, man, I can't control it. Uh, you know? Yeah. Things I, I would, can't control things it. Things would do differently, but. No. no nope. All right. Well, that's going to put a wrap on uh, episode 18. We want to thank you for joining us. We also want to remind you. The Beyond Grid podcast is there to help you reach your peak potential. How do you do that? Well, reach out and ask us a question. You can check out this and other great content on our NSC blog page, Beyond the Bench, where you can also leave us your questions and your comments. You can also find the Beyond Grid podcast on Spotify and an Apple podcast, where we encourage you to rate and review us so we can reach and help empower more people with Dr. Campos brilliant content, not my ravings. <laughs> I like your ravings. Yeah, I'm a, I, I lead with my heart. It's not always to my uh, my best benefit, but that it is what it is. All right, you want to wrap it up for us, Professor? Hey, thanks so much for joining us, everybody. Until next time, make sure you stay gritty, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for engaging with the Beyond Grit Podcast, where we help you reach your peak potential. You can find past episodes and other great content on the NSC blog page, Beyond the Bench, where you can also post your questions and comments. Beyond Grit Podcast is a production of the National Sports Center and Beyond the Bench.